Thirsty and 30. I'm 39 years old, just broke up with my live-in partner for 13 years. He cheated on me for the eighth time with different women, and that's not even the end of it. When we started dating, he never told me he was married. He got me pregnant, did pamanhikan, then when we got the Senomar, which I have no idea what it is. Certificate of non-marriage. Okay, okay. That's the only time I knew that he was married. He bluntly right. yeah. said, I don't see getting married with you in the future. Oh! And then, with you yeah. or marriage in general? With me. And then <sighs> I said, Thirsty and 30. Hi to our Thirsty listeners, this is Shari. Thanks for tuning in. And welcome back to Thirsty and 30, a blind leading the blind chat show on Smarter Love. Bea and I are back on another season thirstier than ever to get to the bottom of dating, relationship, and love problems that continue to happen to even the best of us. To keep up to date with season 2, visit us on our website, thirstyand30.club, so you don't miss any of our episodes. So, what makes us act the way we act? What makes us love the way we love? Is it nature or nurture? Tonight, we have two sisters raised similarly but with different approaches to love and dating. We have Kai Madunyan, a marketing creative and podcast host of Unlearning with us, and Nick Madunyan, a YouTuber and money mindset coach. This episode is for all of you who need to learn the value of loving yourself, having a good support system, and learning what works for you. This is episode 8, part 1 with Nick and Kai. Thirsty and 30. So, Shari, tonight we talk about the different takes of love because you know we have spoken to so many people, and you see everyone has a different perspective. And I'm really curious if it is nurture or nature, you know, the good old debate in psychology. Yeah, the good old Michael Jackson song. So, guys, tonight (laughs) we have two sisters raised similarly, but go about life and love. I guess fairly differently. We have Nick and Kai Madanyan. Nick is a YouTuber and a money mindset coach, and her sister Kai is a creative and the host of the podcast on Learning With Us. So let's bring both of them in. Here's Erica and Nick. Hi, guys. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Yes, Hello. It's a Wednesday hump day. Yeah. I'm excited. Erica, we call you Kai, right? Kai. You can call me or, anything, but yeah, Erica uh-huh. or Kai. <laughs> anything you can call me, anything you want. Okay. Good. Exactly. Okay. So, ladies, let's start with a bit of an icebreaker, just so we get to know each other well. Question number one, Bea, you can join in if you want to. What is your go-to lande or flirting move? <laughs> let's start with the younger one, Nick. Go. <laughs> um, okay, I'll give you the before and the after. Because my before, uh-huh. when I was in my bad girl stage... Um, I used to smoke. So, uh, you know, so when you're smoking, you need someone to, like, give you a light. So I would look for the cute guy who, who you feel ko in the area, and I go to that guy and be like, hey, can you light me up? <laughs> I can't. I can't. You it's so annoying. Yeah. Oh, my but God. Then, but then it, it works at that time, but I just attract yeah. the wrong guy, so that's fine. But now, now that, you know, I moved past, I don't smoke anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I've become very just straightforward. If I like you, I will tell you, and then I'll get your number, and then let's go on a date. Like that's wow, how. Wow, I, I love okay, it. Straightforward, were, strong woman. Those are the days you can ask for people's number out of nowhere. Kind of bit, and then away. How about you, Kai? Um, I I actually have the same strategy. 
before when I was still smoking. Okay. But for me, the easiest way was to um, do a cheers thing with a guy. So I will look, I will find the guy who I like uh, across mm. the room, look him straight in the eye and like cheers him with a beer or a cocktail. And then after that, if he cheers back, then I know this is on, right? So I, then I, I ask him to come forward. Um, oh, so that happened to me a lot in the, I don't know, oh my God, I forgot the clubs, not in the fourth. Um, you guys but, are smooth, huh? I know, I smooth operating. You can't go to me. I'm just like, I know. This I'm just like, oh, I'm like, oi, what's that? Fancy seeing you yeah. here. Oh, Come here often. Me also. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Let's go to yeah. Mini Stop. I love the fried chicken. Me too. Me too. It's a good, it's good fried chicken. Okay, mm -hmm. so here's another icebreaker question. Just a quick one. What is the most thrilling or crazy thing that you've done in the name of love? Um, so, uh, you know, I'll start. Tililing. I would say Ooh, the first. Some smooth moves from Nick and Guy. <laughs> Look who commented. Guess who that is? Your boyfriend? Uh, my sister's boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> hello. hello. Nice he to wants to be you. known. He's like, that's my girl. You don't, you know, no one's going to yeah, take her Yeah, mark your territory. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't. It's okay. He made, it makes him happy. It's fine. <laughs> uh, my, I, the first thing that comes to mind, my tilling moment was, um, so I was in a long-term relationship before my current one. So we were together for so long. Um, so, bef um, so I was already working back then while he was a student. So I would be the one to like pay for the Ubers for him to like meet with me because he didn't have you know that much money. And then okay. he he would be in Fairview uh, where he was studying, mm. and I would Uber there. That would cost like five hundred to six hundred pesos. Um, so that's a lot of money um, just yeah. to see a guy. So yeah. yeah, I guess that's what that was my moment that I was like, hmm, maybe he should be making more effort than me, even though I have more money. So yeah, parang may balik. Been... Parang yun na realize mo no. Parang parang uh -oh. may balik dito. Ah, uh, parang yeah. dead. Parang di pantay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about you, Eddie? Or nagwala uh, ka pa in a bar kasi malakita ka na laking type of malitikit type or si Be nagbasag ng tequila bottle yung mga ganun. <laughs> oh god. Oh, th there's a lot of those stories. Um, let's not even get started on the drunk uh, moments. Um, uh -huh. No, but there's a lot. No, but I remember with my second ex-boyfriend, I think, um, I didn't know so we were together already. I didn't know that his ex-girlfriend was still coming over to his house. And the okay. entire family knew. Ooh. So when I found out about it, instead of saying like, yo, dude, like you're cheating on me, I always I did my best to win the entire family. So I always <laughs> brought them food. I gave oh them alcohol. God. I would always treat them. I mean like a dog's fried chicken, a dog's chicken with <laughs> emperador. I mean like yeah. always giving them stuff. And then after <laughs> that I realized that they were still having sex behind my back. Oh, um, wow. And cheated on me several times. So yeah. and I was and I was still giving all of my money. So I guess strong independent women, yeah. you know. Just... <laughs> yeah. It's hard, we, right? Wow. Sometimes we use our money for, you know, the wrong reason sometimes. This is a, a very important topic because you are a money mindset coach. We'll get into the letter and stuff, but I think money huh? and should there be a correct because it's the way you have to there's an imbalance sometimes with men and 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Treat mas ano, entertainment expense na lang. Kada na lang. <laughs> <laughs> Not need. I mean, like, in terms of that, like, you kind of have to, like, experience the bad stuff before you kind of, yeah. you know, figure out the lessons from it. So for me, it's just like, yeah, I know now what not to spend my money on. And I know yeah. why I did that, you know. Okay, that is very good. I'm going to ask for advice later in backstage on money at hindi mabudol. But <laughs> we'll, we'll jump into the letter. So I will read it out again. So dear Shari and Bea and other, other thirsty girls, I've been watching your vlogs and it has been informative, inspiring, and entertaining. I'm sharing my story because it's like sharing it to my high school barcada as well. I'm 39 years old, just broke up with my live-in partner for 13 years. We have a child who is 11 years old. He cheated on me for the eighth time with different women, and that's not even the end of it. When we started dating, he never told me he was married. He got me pregnant, did pamanhikan, then when we got the Senomar, which I have no idea what it is. Certificate of non-marriage. Okay, okay. That's the only time I knew that he was married. Our relationship is a series of lies, gaslighting, and manipulation by him. We met each other. I was just 25 years old. I feel like I wasted my youth, my years, my tears, my effort, my energy, even my beauty on him. I haven't healed. I'm in pain. I have a codependency syndrome. Thus, I always take him back because I once I'm in a relationship with someone, he tends to be my world and I get so attached. Thus, regardless of his mistakes, I accept him all the time. Four weeks to the breakup, I have not heard from him. It's a roller coaster of emotions. There are days when I am good. There are days when I cry, but I know I have to be firm since this is just a cycle. Kind regards, Miss I Need Help. Yeah. Okay, so Erica or Nick, do you guys have something to say to Miss I Need Help? I think uh, Erica. Yeah. How did you just... move on from it, right? The whole cheating thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think first I just want to say like, I'm sorry that you went through that. I think that's really, really hard. I could imagine so much emotional stress and drama that could have affected your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to the cheating and heartbreak, honestly, I what I did was to focus on something else. I worked my ass off. I went up the career ladder when I broke up with that ex who broke up with me. Yeah. Um, it took me one year to be one two years to be head of marketing at my second job, and I I earned good money, and then I started working out. So I really focused on myself, but I don't think in this situation it's that it's the same. I think this person or yeah, if you're listening, like I I would really recommend to just learn yourself more understand where this codependency is coming from like is it from is it something that you grew up with um was there something in your childhood that affected this affected your relationships with men or relationships in general and then kind of have a like reflect have a self-reflection moment or time for yourself and see why are you not um putting yourself first first what is your self-worth um and that should always be a priority versus 
men in general or other people sorry i think you should understand what you're capable of um and then go into a relationship i think i'm not saying it for everyone i think that's what helped me um Hmm. and fun fact i read why men love bitches when i broke up with this oh yes i did too i did too honestly (laughs) is that the one with the doormat i read that my gosh i read that Gosh, you so read a lot of like sad, like books that make you feel really low, but you're like, it actually does help. <laughs> it does. So I, I would just, yeah. Love yeah. <laughs> Nick, I mean, how about you? From me, I, I, I will give a different perspective because I've yeah. seen close friends or like people, you know, I know who experiences mm-hmm. and they would ask for advice or like, you know, firsthand, I see it happening to them. And the thing is, what I realize is that even if I give them the advice that they need, like, it will never fully sink in until they realize it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, what Ate said, na parang you really need to dig deep and, like, really self-reflect. Parang... I, I mean, sa simula, you just want to watch Netflix all day, get drunk, and, like, do all the fun stuff, which is fine. Like, it's part of the process of grieving. But at some yeah. point, you, you're going to have to, like, face all those dark parts of you that are ugly that you keep putting at the back of your head. Um, yeah. And then only then will you realize, like, why do I have this, like, codependency and things like that. And I, I, I remember this one thing that this person told me who was cheated multiple times and like mm-hmm. eventually grew from it. Like he said that we were asking him like, so how, how did you deal with it? Like how did you still continue to trust in a relationship or like move on from it? And then he's like, I just realized my worth. That's it. Like mm-hmm. as simple as that. You know how guys are straightforward. That's it. So it really boils down to that, that only when you realize like that you're worth it that you deserve like the best kind of love then you will realize like you're not gonna take shit from anyone and yeah. you can be a bitch like that's why men right. love bitches <laughs> yeah how about you shari what do you think um i like what they both said you know about healing yourself but i guess um you can listen to both of them and you i mean their sound advice but so i guess my advice would be for others um learn from this and at the first sign of deceit at that level you get out because you're just mm-hmm. setting yourself up for a world of pain you don't want to be in a relationship for how long was that 12 13 years you could have yeah. gotten out the first year when you found out he was still married i mean yeah. of course you're not to blame and you were lied to what i'm saying is if you guys are lucky enough to sniff out something this bad early on like do your best to get out you're, you're gonna save yourself a world of pain um, yeah, I think that would be my practical advice. I think it's really you, tough because yeah. um, codependency—it's such an issue. Because um, I'm very similar that I look for qualities that I want for myself. So I really look for people that are smart. I really, basically, what they have is I want for myself, and that's an issue, right? So I think when you're codependent on someone, I'm a bit methodical in a way that. What I did was I wrote things that I was missing and I worked on that because I was starting to see it was all in my ex or people I dated. Mm. And the thing is, you can never keep them. They're not like, you know, parang mga manika na pwede mo mitago, Itago, <laughs> You can't. Unfortunately, they are not dolls. They have to let them go. Um, yeah, so 
try to fill that and then super basic it sounds so cheesy but eat well because if you eat crap yeah. like give yourself a week or a month to eat crap do crap do all the all the you're magsasawa ka eh imagine ako oh. ka lang natutulog at kumakain ka ng pizza magsasawa ka <laughs> after one month and then after that you start to eat well do a lot of journaling i did that it sounds so cheesy but honestly you're gonna wake up after a year or five years and you're gonna be like Actually, I don't need this person. Right. And you're just so, going to be so much happier. Yeah. Yeah. Miss, I need help. I hope we did help you. And you did not deserve that kind of treatment. We're sorry that you're in a lot of pain. But yeah. I guarantee you, you follow any of their advice or, you know, you're a therapist or whatever to heal. I guarantee you relief. It's going to be like a weight off your shoulders. Like, however much weight that guy weighed, it's going to be off your shoulders. You don't need that excess baggage. So, and you're going to glow. It's a, you're gonna no. Glow. You'll feel so much better. So yeah. we wish you luck. Okay. So ladies, thank you for that. Um, we'll dive into our topic. We will, be, we will be dissecting this topic of ours in three parts. We'll do the foundation, exploring, and sustaining love. Okay. So we'll start with the first one. Foundation of love and how you learned love. Question number one, what did your parents teach you about love? Yep. Erica, let's start with you, the eldest one. <laughs> um, She's the eldest parents... one. <laughs> Just so everyone knows no. in this, you know. <laughs> I'm the older one, not the eldest one. Okay. Oh, uh, older one than the sisters. Fine. Right? Yeah. Um, I think what they thought, I remember, I don't know if there was something particular that they taught us about love, but... I do remember th- my parents being very PDA growing up. They really mm-hmm. like touching each other. They like making lambang with each other. And I remember one time I was like, oh, can you stop, please? And then my parents, my dad would always be like, do you prefer us fighting? And then I remember just, okay, that makes so much sense um, about about their relationship, right? Like you prefer them being disgustingly, you know, in love with yeah. each other rather than fighting and i think i also mentioned before that i remember my dad telling me that all he wants to have all he wants to do is make my mom happy um he didn't teach me that but it really just stuck in my head um that you really just want to make your partner happy um in whatever way i think that's just what i remember how about you nick yeah Yeah, I think my parents weren't, I mean, our parents weren't like, do do this, this is our values. Like, they were never like that. They, so for me, like, how they, how they taught us love is how they showed it to us Hmm. and like how, how they treated each other. So for me, what, what stuck with me, as I said, like, if in my relationship, like, I want to make sure that we have fun together. Like, it's not, like, love doesn't have to be so serious. Like, you have to be writing love letters to each other and always being so lovey-dovey. Like, when you get old, like, it's true what they say, that you're probably just going to make sure that that person is your best friend and that you're going to laugh with your best friend. Like, thirsty and 30. Hi, just a tiny interruption here. We'd love for you to be part of our second season. Do you want to be a caller on the show? Or do you need solid advice from us, your virtual besties? Don't be shy. Send us your love problems or episode ideas on our website, thirstyand30.club. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram, thirstyand30. 
We also do a live episode on our YouTube channel every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Do subscribe and join us there. We'd love to have you. Thank you and let's get back to the conversation. Thirsty and 30. My mom and my dad, they like they crack each other up with the most random things and we're like, what the hell? You guys are so freaking weird. Like sometimes we're like we're embarrassed because they're like they just have this so much inside jokes and they crack each other up. And I said, like, that's what like love is. Like you just laugh at each other and you have fun. And like yeah. in the long run, like when you get old, like that's what's gonna make life fun. That's what's gonna make life like something that you enjoy. So for me, yeah. that's what that's what love is. Like that's what my parents. That's what our parents showed us. Yeah. I like that mm. you they sh uh, showed you by example, and that's yes. quite nice. But I'm curious, who is the more rebellious sister between the two of you in life and love? You sound Come very on. Um, pleasant, but I want to know. Oh, uh, please mm -hmm. go forward. Just <laughs> raise your hand, sis. <laughs> I raised the white flag. Um, no, I mean, I. it really depends what you mean by rebellious. I think it's more of, I just have Out of the norm. Of Out of the norm. Um, yeah. But then I would say, yeah, for sure, me. I think yeah. I I just had a lot of, I just didn't care much about about things when I was younger. I. I saw love differently because um, I was also overweight uh, when I was younger. So there was a lot of self-esteem and self-confidence issues that happened. So I saw that every little attention for me doesn't mean anything because mm. I had so much like uncertainty. So I would mm. literally just date anyone and be like, okay, go for this in a sexual way because maybe this will be how love is. Yeah. Um, until, you know, I got into, you know, different kinds of relationships and realized that, oh, my God, um, I am so much cooler than them and so much better. <laughs> um, I deserve more. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think in terms of, you know, being sexual and experimenting on dates, then I would say, yes, I am more rebellious than my very stable, lovable <laughs> sister. <laughs> I you think it's very boring. stable to me, Erica. I like your yeah, I like your I thought like process. Your uh -uh. I like your vibe. I, and you do uh, you, you do talk about kind of like the most important part of love and relationships and dating, which is the exploratory phase. Because I think mm -hmm. you don't really know off the bat. Yeah, you see what your parents do and maybe your grandparents, but you never really know what's gonna work for you. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll go into that, and I'm curious. Um, I hope you better know your answer. But see, no, palagi na bubu, na bubu si Nick naman, si Sana tayo sa gata. But who is the one na palaging na bubu sa pagibig? Why and then share an experience. Maybe we both share an experience because okay. we've had our share. I don't want to accept this question. <laughs> because it is me. I'm not going to say like, it's me. <laughs> okay, tell us your experience, Nick, and then we'll judge boodle, who is most the boodle. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So your okay, boodle, boodle, boodle. Hmm. Okay. Um. Um. Hmm. <laughs> the fact that I'm, like, thinking about it. Okay. So maybe, maybe, okay, let me go back. Oh. Okay, this is okay. This is like a long story, but I'm gonna 
condense it. So let's go back to like high school because you know when we're in high school, that's our legit exploratory phase. We're like insecure. We don't know what to do with our hair. We don't know what the fuck's growing outside our body or something. So yeah. that's a time wherein you're like, if someone just pays attention to you, you're like, oh my gosh, I am loved. I am worthy. I am everything. So, right. so in high school, um, I had this guy best friend who like I was, you know, best crushing friends with for the longest time. Yeah. But then I was crushing on him for the longest time also. But he had a girlfriend. But while he was having, while he had a girlfriend, he would talk to me a lot and then tell about ganyan. And then he would tell me like, you know, sometimes like I wish like I met you first. Ah, so what are you thinking? Did you fall for it? Did you fall for it? Yeah. Oh my god, we have a we have hope together. We would make scenarios like as if we were together. Oh, like he would yeah. me. Yeah. Like, I still do that. I still oh, do that. And okay. I've always, I've built a life with Brad Pitt ten times over. <laughs> Diba? And it's just fun because you think like, okay, this is our reality, but it's not. And then, yeah. alam mo yung red flag na dapat nalaman ko? While he was doing this, doing that, and then after a conversation, he's gonna be like, oh yeah, I probably should delete this just in case she sees it. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, See, early signs of deceit. Correct. And then, and then there was a time that... Um, Basically, I was drunk, and then he took care of me. And then he's like, "Oh, I wish time stood still." I'm like, <laughs> "I know, right? It's just so funny." And then, yeah. So anyway, for me, yun yung pinakabudo mo because, like, I think that was like probably two, almost three years of my life in high school, where umasa ako with this guy that eventually he's gonna break up with this girl because he's, he keeps telling me on the side, like. You know, like how he wishes that you know things were different. Da da da. So men for me, do that do was... that. They use like words and they hook you in. They hook mm. you in and keep you hooked. <laughs> yeah, strung along. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so that's contestant number one. Kai, you go So maybe let let's say that my experience would be maybe more on the. Let's say I'm already in a mature stage but still yeah. blinded by love. Yeah. Um, so maybe in my last relationship, um, we, were, I th- we were in love, okay? I mean, like, it was my ex-boyfriend. We lived together as well. And sometimes you, you, you already have this feeling, feeling that this person will be the one, right? Like, you already yeah. know, like, you live together with this person. Like, you think that this person will be with you forever. Hmm. So you ignore the red flags. Because, you know, because in your head, it's about, you know what? No, I'll compromise. I'll compromise mm. because this is what relationships are supposed to be, right? Yeah. Um, but at some point, I think he, this person was also emotionally unavailable. So mm. there was a point in our conversation, in our relationship, where I said, when I literally just mentioned marriage. I mean, if you've been together for three to four years, you will talk about it eventually. And he right. bluntly yeah. said... I'm not, I don't see you, I don't see getting married with you in the future. Oh, and then, with you yeah. or marriage in general? With me. And then <sighs> I said, and then I said, so 
that's exactly my clarification, sorry. I was like, with me or this marriage? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just want to clarify, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then You're he so said, nice. you know, communication, you need to like be, be sure. I just bought the plate. So those are one of the red flags. And then after, when we broke up, I actually realized that he never said, I love you to me. Not he, like on his own. He only said it once in a written letter. Yeah. Um, and then the rest, he only said like, I love you too. Kasi nauna ako. Oh, um, wow. wow. So, you know, so I'm just saying like for everyone who's listening that it, even if you're mature, sometimes we are blinded by love and it's okay. Yeah, right. I think we just have to be very, I don't know, um, we just have to have a health check as well with ourselves. Na parang, is this person the really person you want to be with for the rest of your life? Um, yeah. If you're that kind of person, sorry, mm. if you don't want to marry, then also fine. <laughs> Hmm. Wow. That sucks. I that always sucks. knew he had. I always knew he had asshole tendencies. See, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. That guy. That guy. I was just being nice to you. I was like, fine, I'll accept this guy because you're my sister. But you know, if I knew about but, that, yeah, that's a, somehow. Yeah. I don't even. Wa- I don't even wanna. Yeah, good for you. That guy's a douche. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, guys, next question: What is your biggest heartbreak? And how did you recover from it? Um, Erica, let's start with you now and this time. Um, well, it is the same dude, actually, hmm. uh, that tough. I just last spoke. Um, yeah, I think that for me was the toughest one. Because, uh, like I said, you planned your life together with this person. And maybe just a little bit of background as well. Like, um, I was, we were supposed to move to Germany together. Like mm. we already he we already got an apartment together, etc. And then I felt that he was emotionally distant. Mm. So I asked him, like, is everything fine? Blah blah blah. And he said, I don't have feelings for you anymore. <gasps> and if you if you're in a relationship <laughs> with someone <laughs> How long were you together for before this whole I I siguro, almost four years. Almost four oh years. Oh my God, ako, ako, Okay. Um, and then I thought, is this something that, alam mo yun, baka pwede pang ibalik yung feeling. Mm, yeah. Or, sure. or, or is it completely gone? So we tried mm. to make it work. Um, but then I, when I, when I followed up, you know, like, hey, so how was your feelings? And he said, yeah, it's still, <laughs> it's still not there anymore. Um, so I kind of that was really painful for me, yeah. Um, and I had to go through so much emotional and physical pain just because yeah. I was on my way to Germany that time, and he mm. was gonna be in Germany. Yeah. Um, so it was really difficult for me, and the way I kind of got over that was to really, um, I put all of my attention in moving to a new country, in a country where I don't speak the language, where I was alone, where so I didn't hard. have a job, where I didn't yeah. have any close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and that took a lot of my time. And I also did journaling, by the way. Mm, um, that's good. Yeah, it was really helpful. And then, of course, a lot of that was just me getting drunk and going on Tinder. <laughs> Sorry. Also, so, I yeah, didn't have a lot of it. Right, you know, journaling, Tinder. 
Okay, <laughs> they go hand in hand. But yes. so basically, you use journaling, Tinder, and other releases and focus to kind of recover, right? How about you, Nick? What was your biggest heartbreak? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna stray a bit because I realized, like, at this point in time, like, my, my biggest and pinakamasakit na heartbreak was um, yung naapektohan yung friendships ko because of it. Because okay. of that breakup. Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I shared before and, like, basically, I, I dated the ex of my best friend. So, I, even though that they already like broke up like one year later, even though I asked her like if it's okay, blah blah blah. Again, that was like a time wherein I was just a very insecure person who wasn't self-aware, who just was I, I, I can relate with you, Bayo, when you said that you look for someone who like you find yeah. traits that you want to be in you. Like yeah. I think that's what happened to me. Like I saw this guy, like, yes, I want his traits, like I want everything, like how he is, and I wanna mm-hmm. get him, I wanna date him. So and and that was a time where I wasn't in a good place. So mm. so I just jumped into it. And you know, he even though siya, alam niya na close friend ko yung ex niya, he still yeah. pursued me also. So ako naman si Gaga. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is Gaga alter ego. Uh-oh. Everyone has it by the way. Nick. Correct. Everyone. Yung Gaga moment. So yeah. I did. And I think that that decision will forever be something that um Will will hurt. I hurt hurt the the relationship I was yeah. with with that with that best friend. So thankfully now, like we are still friends. But then that that friend of mine was really really like damaged from th- what happened because mm. uh, because you know she trusted me. Like we were close, and so ako naman selfish at that time didn't really think of it that much. So for me, right. masakit yun when we broke up with that guy. Even though that guy we were together for like four months or something, like we weren't mm, yeah. even like super legit together. You know, yeah. so even though it was a short time, yung pinakamasaklap is like how it affected my relationship with a really good friend. And mm-hmm. that's also something that I had to like really deal with, like really understand kung bakit ko nga ba ginawa yun. At I had to forgive myself too. Kasi if mm-hmm. I didn't forgive myself, then it would be like a baggage that would have, you yeah, know, translated like- with my career, with my relationships, things like that. So... Well, yeah. you guys have gone through kind of like that's pretty tough for both of you. Like, you know, hearing someone that just says like they don't have feelings for you, they don't see a future with you. That's pretty tough. And then Nick, of course, like going for your friend's ex-boyfriend and then the guilt will know, kind of Yeah, even up, if right? the guy is like really, you know, winning you over, at the end of the day, your friend like is not gonna be the same friend you had before. Um, but we'll jump a little bit because I think you both have very different experiences. And I wanna know uh dating a Filipino versus a foreigner, how are they different? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you guys compare notes. <laughs> Do we compare notes, Nick? <laughs> Definitely not the intimate part. <laughs> uh, I don't want to know about that. Um, I like I like that my sister says uh, sex is intimate when I'm like sex. Uh, the, the intimate part yeah. of it. Oh, okay, I know. I was just intimate, and we're like sex. You mean? Sex? Uh-uh. Okay, Nick, you're but, mature. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think 
si Ate, she has uh, a good share of both breeds. So, she has very good comparison. Okay. So, so Kaya, tell us, what do you is the most distinct differences between dating a foreign man versus our, our men at home? <laughs> I think our men. Um, I think the biggest difference for me is the no games, no bullshit part. Mm. And the and with dating Filipinos, there's the legal part, right? Um, yeah. Where the uh, there's a he, the guy is the suitor, where he has to put his best image forward, mm -hmm. and then if you like it, you know his best parts, then you be put go into a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's um, and the involvement of the entire family. That's the biggest yes. difference for me. <laughs> Kailangan there's an approval of the entire family or friends. Um, to be yeah. in a relationship with someone. It's a full barangay, right? It's uh -oh. a full barangay. Like, judging. And, <laughs> and like, the titas and the titos would be like, ay, oh, oh, he's guapo. Like, yes, go date him. Right. I was like, I never asked for your opinion, tita. <laughs> someone LG you. Do you like, do you like the legal part that Filipino men do? Or could you, could do without, you can do without it? I don't really don't care push. about it. Okay. No, oh, like wow. for me, it's like it's like if I if I want if I think you're cool and I feel like having a relationship with you, then let's do it. Um, yeah. I also don't be. I don't also go into like I love you. Tapos tayo na. I become. I go into a relationship, then I say I love you, because that's when the real colors show up, right? When yeah, you're in a relationship sure. and they've kind of chilled out. Yeah. Um, right. So that for me is the biggest difference. With foreigners, at least the ones I dated, it was always like black and white. Like, oh yeah, we're together. Oh, um, yeah, I like you. Here's my parents. Like, they will respect <laughs> you because I respect you. Yeah. You know, like, so that was for me the biggest difference. <laughs> I love wow. that. That's so interesting. But you're right with the whole involvement of everyone. It's overwhelming. <laughs> it's kind of like a make or break, sink or swim kind of um Yes, Promise. exactly. <laughs> I think everybody's in it because hey, you're dating my daughter, yeah. you're going to date everybody else in the family. I guess you want to vouch. I think it's more, we are so tight-knit. I think yeah. there are pros and cons to it, I have to say. Yeah. Mm. But we see that, you know, we just got each other's back. Also, we're tayo. So, wait, okay. wait, before we jump into I just want to say hi to one of our listeners. Hi, lovely. Hi. She says, hi, Thirsty Girl. So excited on this episode. Part of my routine when I'm driving home is listening to your podcast. First time to watch you live. Um, please hi, ask lovely. us questions. Yeah, Ate Shari and Ate Bea. Call me Shari. Tita na, tita, tita. <laughs> okay. Thank you for watching. Okay. So, guys. Bea and I had a conversation with hmm. um, Danny Laurel a while ago, and we also asked her the same question. Is there such a thing as being too strong as a woman that men are going to be too intimidated to date you? Because, you know, Bea and I hear it all the time. Or your, your personality is too strong. You're coming strong. on too strong. Like, oh, oh, you're too tough. Men will be intimidated and nobody's... So what do you guys think? Thirsty and 30. So ladies, do you think men are scared to date us if we're too strong? Men, are you intimidated by strong women? Slide into our DMs or visit our website thirstyand30.club and tell us what you think. So I'm really enjoying this conversation with Kai and Nick. It makes me think about my own sisters and our different takes on life and love. Very similar but also quite different in very interesting ways. 
So stay tuned for the second half of this conversation. Till then, this is Shari and Bea, your virtual besties. Stay thirsty, everybody. Toodles. Thirsty and 30.